Hello and welcome to a very special celebratory episode of Songs for When. Usually the podcast that brings you a perfect playlist for every occasion, but today we're just doing a little bit different. We are celebrating 15 years of the legendary, iconic, cheetalicious movie that is... The Cheetah Girls 2! <laughs> Can you believe this has actually worked this way? When we were planning on starting our second series, it's the 15th anniversary of The Cheetah Girls 2. It feels like fate. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone listened to the last episode of Series 1... Hopefully you did. You know that we love The Cheetah Girls and everything they stand for. It's such a, a nostalgic set of movies for us, and especially the second one, I would say. It's one of the cases where the second one is better than it, the original. I would hold it up with... Uh, Toy Story 2. Yeah. Paddington 2. Paddington 2. I was going to say High School Musical 2 as well. They're great yeah. se- great sequels. Yeah, I prefer High School Musical 2 as well. And James Bond's had a lot of good sequels. <laughs> yeah, about 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Star Wars, that had a good second movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Oh, Lion King 2. <laughs> That's not better than the first one. <laughs> I don't know. I love the songs. Yeah, I think it has better songs than the first movie. Yeah. Sorry, Elton. <laughs> <laughs> so, for anyone that doesn't know, I guess, who the Cheetah Girls are, yeah, probably should explain that. The Cheetah Girls are a pop group. So they started off as a three-piece, didn't they? Yeah, so there was a girl band called 3LW, yeah. which featured two members of the Cheetah Girls and another girl whose name I probably should have researched for. She's not important, she's not in the movie. She's not in the movie. And then Disney decided to adapt a series of books called The Cheetah Girls Girls. into a movie. And lo and behold, the greatest girl band of a generation were born. Yeah, and they obviously had to add in Raven Simonier. Yeah, so The Cheetah Girls are formed of four four incredibly talented ladies. There's Raven Simonier, also known as Galleria Garibaldi. Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) Adrienne Houghton, who plays Chanel. Sabrina Bryan, who plays Dorinda, and Keely Williams, who plays Aqua, or Aquanetta is her full Aquanetta name. Aquanetta is her full name, yeah. So they're just four girls trying to trying to achieve their dreams. For being pop stars in New York City It's in the early noughties. Yeah. So in the first movie, they are competing in a talent show. They There's a record label who's chasing them. Yeah, there's a record label that's interested in them, isn't he? But, like, they're trying to change them. Yeah. Is, is the, the vibe, and... Galleria Garibaldi, she she didn't like the changes that were making, and it basically f- caused a rift. It caused a rift until um, Galleria's dog Toto got stuck in a sewer grate. Yeah, like a drain, like, like yeah, open, like an open manhole. It's just a travel. It's just a disaster. A disaster. All and the Cheetah Girls came together, didn't cause they? Because they saw it on the news, and because um, even Aqua, who's scared of the subway, she took the subway. She did take the subway for that dog. And someone had a perm. Someone had a perm rod in their hair. I think it was probably Chanel. Oh my God, she does. Yeah. And to top it all off, they're all wearing the same tracksuit in different colours. And they're not even talking to each other at this point. So the psychic connection between them is another level, isn't Um, it really? And so also that same night that Toto gets stuck down his manhole... um, ...is the night of the talent show they were due to perform in. Yeah. For some reason, the talent show... Decides to broadcast live from the street. Instead, yeah. And they perform their iconic song, Cheetah Sisters, which you heard us talk about at the end of our last series. Yeah. Because um, they stand together, they make each other stronger, and that ain't ever going to change. Let's be a sister. 
Basically, they don't. They just win the talent contest from there. Yeah. So each movie is a series of talent contests. Yeah. There's always an outcome based on talent. There's a competitive element. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And it's also worth noting that on the side, three members of the Cheetah Girls toured and performed and released albums as the Cheetah Girls. So, um, Adrienne, Sabrina, and Keeley, also known as Chanel, Dorinda, Dorin- and Aqua. Mm toured and performed as the Cheetah Girls sans Raven. Yeah, and Raven just shows up. Kenny Ortega just gets her to show up for the movies. She takes a paycheck and then fucks off. Yeah, I think for her it's an acting job and for the other three it's a way of life. Yeah, and I mean, I'd be the same. I don't think I'd want to tour with them. (laughs) (laughs) Because Raven also did attempt a solo career. Also, they injected her in just out of nowhere, didn't they, really? Yes, she is. She was the missing link that came together. But then also, sorry, uh, sorry, the other three. Sorry, the other three. She's the Raven's the mayonnaise. <laughs> and there were tensions because of that, yeah. which I think we will touch on today. Yeah. Um, and you can see why there were tensions because the other three were out there in the world releasing albums, putting effort in, doing their thing. Raven shows up, gets to be the main character, gets a lot of the main lead vocals, yeah. and pushes the other three to the side. Yeah, but also I'm on Raven's side because I like her the best. <laughs> yeah, same <thing. laughs> So I've got some facts about the Cheetah Girls that mostly came from the IMDb trivia page. In... Let's hear them. So the first one, I think it's a really important one. It's at the time, it held the record for the most watched Disney Channel original movie premiere beating High School Musical. It is better than High School Musical. It is, but is it as better than High School Musical 2? Oh. And it's important to know that the real winner here is Kenny Ortega, because he did direct both movies. He did, yeah. Kenny Ortega, for anyone that doesn't know, is, a, is mainly a music video director. He did start off that way, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did a lot of Michael Jackson's videos. Yeah. He was actually directing Michael Jackson's last ever tour was before it? he passed he away. He was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I remember seeing his name and being like, oh, that's the High School Musical guy. <laughs> that's what he's known for now. He's really We don't fun. really care about what he did before. He's the High School Musical guy. Didn't know he did the Cheetah Girls as well. Me neither. What a talented man. <laughs> um... Also, whilst we're talking about production and everything like that, yeah. um, the movies are executive produced by Whitney Houston. Absolutely banging, isn't it? The voice that is Whitney Houston. She did a lot of Disney Channel original movies. Well, not just DCOM, because yeah, she also produced The Princess Diaries. Did she? Yeah, she produced The Princess Diaries 1 and 2. And also, there's a common connection. Because Raven's in The Princess Diaries 2. Raven's in The Princess Diaries 2. Um, and gets a duet of Julie Andrews. So, that's quite cool. Maybe Whitney Houston loved Raven. Do you know, like, she loved Brandy. I get, I think, I can see why she would. Yeah, maybe she thought Raven was going to be the next big thing. Yeah? Maybe she's not, is she? No, but there was a time where she could have been. Yeah. So, I've got a fact now. There's a character in the movie called Angel, who's played by an actor called Peter Newey. Uh, and he's actually a classical pianist. Oh, really? But in the movie... He's a guitarist, and he actually learnt guitar for the movie and learnt it in three weeks. I mean, if you're good at music, you're good at music, aren't you? Yeah. Because if you're a classical pianist, you have to have some sort of musical skill, and hopefully you'd think you could just apply that to Yeah, other, and I guess they're both two hands, aren't they? Like. Yeah. 
like that and that. <laughs> you can't see George right now, but he's doing some sort of weird kind of thriller dance move across his chest. <laughs> I put it on the gram. Um, <laughs> so the whole movie was actually filmed in Spain. So the movie is set in Spain. The movie's set in Barcelona. And the whole movie was filmed in Spain, even the New York scenes. So um, they built sets in Spain. Yeah. To... Probably less tax tax breaks in Spain. Yeah, which makes sense why maybe we don't see them at the airport. Because I thought we'd get some scenes on the flight and things like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Keely Williams, who plays Aqua, is Beyonce's cousin. That's a good fact. Which maybe explains why, again, maybe she thought she was going to be the Beyonce of the group. Being related to Beyonce does not make you Beyonce. No. But I also read somewhere, take this with a grain of salt, because I don't know mm. how true this is, but apparently also there was like a long-term resentment between Keely Williams and Raven. Oh, yes, yes, Because yes. they both auditioned for the same part in the Cosby show, and were the final two, and then Raven obviously got the part, and Keely was the second choice. Yeah, and she smashed that. Raven smashed yeah. that part. So Raven's career probably went the way Keely's might have, if... She'd got that part. That's so Keely. <laughs> she yeah. would have been the lead, up for the leading dream girl. She would have done Sister Act on Broadway. Yeah. Cover of Stevie Wonder songs. Fucking hell. She would have, she would have sang with Julie Andrews. Bit of stories too. Yeah. Like we talk about Raven hasn't done like... But I just listed a lot of things. Yeah, she's there. had a lot of achievements. She's an accomplished, accomplished woman. It was actually Raven's last Disney Channel original movie. So she didn't do the third movie because she felt excluded on the set of the second movie. Now I feel bad, even more bad for Raven. Yeah, and um, she did say in a recent interview, and I say recent, it's like as recent as it gets when Raven's talking about the Cheetah Girls. Yeah. Um, her and Belinda Peregrine, and Belinda played a Spanish singer in the movie called Marisol, yeah. actually became good friends on set because they both felt ostracised by the other three. Bitches. I know. And then just my final fact, which is this is more of a, a real nerdy one, but there's a song in the movie called Dance With Me over a dance scene. Yeah, with Dorinda and Joaquin. With Dorinda and Joaquin. So I always assumed it was Dorinda and Joaquin singing it. No, it's it's Belinda. It's Belinda, also known as Marisol, and the male voice is Drew Seeley, who, for anyone that doesn't know, is the voice of Troy Bolton in the first High School Musical oh movie. My God, no way! Yeah! And then when I heard it, I was like, oh my God, yeah, this is Troy Bolton. <laughs> so, That's yeah, fantastic. Those are my... My interesting facts. Um, from that, I've learned that I feel more sad for Raven than I did before. Yeah. Well, I've got some figures that will hopefully cheer you up. I've got <laughs> the Cheetah Girls by numbers. Five is the number of strange hats or headpieces that Raven wears in the Cheetah Girls too. Let me see if I can remember them. It's not actually that big a number. When I was watching it and counting, I was expecting it to be more. In, like the... in, my, in my head, she wears more hats than Okay, let me see if I can remember. Okay. So in the opening number... Yes, she, she wears a visor. Like a visor. Yeah, like she's yeah. off to do, like, when you've got the Cheetah Girls at eight and bingo at nine. Yeah. Um, in, obviously, going to the end of the movie, she in Amiga's Cheetah, she's wearing that rim. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually, I had that as one of my fun facts. Yeah. Like, one of my fun facts was about that hat, in that it was meant to be a full hat. Yeah. And not just, I can't stop Not laughing. just a rim. <laughs> not just a rim, but it kept falling down, so they cut the hat off and just put the rim around her hair. That's iconic now. And then if you watch that scene, it still keeps falling down her face. By the end of the song, it's literally over half her face. Yeah, and she's doing too much dancing, so she can't. She is killing it with the dancing. Yeah. And what other numbers have I got? Th- three. You'll never believe this. Right. Right? The times that cheetah is used as a prefix. That it? Yeah. Because they, they love saying, like, cheetah-licious, 
cheated cheetastic all that sort of stuff there's only actually three times in the movie that that happens and two of the times were on postcards do you think it's more in the first one I think it's more in the first one I think maybe they decided that they weren't going to do that anymore I did try and count the amount of times they said cheetah but it was just overwhelming <laughs> is that in, like not including times in the songs no I was going to do the songs as well oh god well Amiga's cheetahs you'd have a stroke but even <laughs> trying to do a tally you'd be <laughs> you wouldn't be able to keep up but even in not in the songs People that don't even know them in the movie are calling them the cheaters. <laughs> they haven't even asked to be called the cheaters. And random strangers are being like, oh, hi, cheaters. It's like, you must be the... You know, like, before you meet the royal family, you get, like, a briefing, don't you? Yeah, and maybe they'll be it's like, that. it's mamas in harm, not mamas in harm. Yeah. Da, 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 da. So maybe before, they're like, it's cheaters as in cheaters, not... Like, <laughs> <laughs> not leopards as in leopards. Yeah. Even though they literally wear leopard print the whole time rather than cheetah print. I also... I actually haven't done very well with this because I also tried to count the amount of cheetah print accessories that are worn. Again, but there's too many. No, and I'm glad you didn't because... I feel like you wouldn't be here today. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in terms of actually better numbers, 8.1 million is the actually amount of views. So George has already told us that it's the best, most successful Disney Channel premiere, Disney Channel original at the time. At the time. 8.1 million is the amount of views that got on the first day. I think that's a pretty big deal. That is a pretty big deal. So this day, 15 years ago, yeah. 8.1 million, million Americans. Americans. Yeah, watch the Cheetah Girls too. And I've got another million numbers. <laughs> 1.4 million is actually the amount of like the soundtrack sold sold 1.4 million that's a lot yeah. that, is a, is it? that is high it's good good for the girls congratulations I hope that you're still getting residuals they probably still get money from the Gita girls don't they I'd like to think so I'd like to think I contribute some of that with my Disney Plus subscription yeah, yeah. the first two Gita girls movies are really comforting yeah agreed and I'll put them on if I need a little nap a little nappy nap yeah I often actually won't watch the first one because I find it quite stressful <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing with the with the record label and that the fact they all ditch Raven have a big oh just yeah bullying yeah bullying um, and on that note shall we we're gonna have a little analysis here talk a little bit about the plot of the number one bullying movie in America <laughs> the Cheetah <laughs> Girls 2 I can't believe we are celebrating bullying basically it's a good movie though it is a great movie that's right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, let's go, y'all. Well, I think we're just going to go through the synopsis sort of quickly. As we can, yeah. Um, it probably we'll, won't be quick now. No, us, and we'll chip in and... With our opinions on it. And rip the shit out of them as we go. Yeah. Brilliant. Because we love... Disclaimer, I love this movie. Yeah. But it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> so the other night I was re-watching it uh, for research purposes. Yeah. And then Ollie came home and he sat down and he was like, are you not embarrassed? Because I'm embarrassed. Like, yeah, it's rubbish. Yeah. It's an absolutely like, awful movie. It's terrible, but it, in the best way. I love it. It's a great Disney Channel movie. And whenever I say it to people of our age group, they get they the, do same, know it. the same reaction. Like our friend Amy. She obsessed loves with it. it, isn't she? So yeah, just sort of synopsis wise, it opens and the girls are performing like an end of school year show. Yeah, it must be. And the crowd are going nuts for them. Yeah. Um, and they perform The Party's Just Begun. off the stage and like brings people up on stage yeah. with her. and they seem to know the choreography so good for them yeah, that's really how good. big the cheetah girls are yeah Dorinda just teaches it so Dorinda's their choreographer isn't she yeah. she just 
she just teaches it to everyone she bloody meets. That's all she. That's all her character is. So yes, yeah, so all, <laughs> all four of the girls do have a purpose, don't they? Raven writes, writes, the, songs. writes the songs. Yeah. Dorinda choreographs. Yeah. Aqua makes the costumes. Yeah. And Chanel, I mean, she does have a great voice. Yeah, Chanel provides the vocals. I think she's really. a high quality vocalist. Yeah. Right, all four of them actually can sing. But, but Chanel's got the runs. Yeah, she can do all the impressive stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where she fits in to it. And they're killing it. And they're they're... Ki- the, the outfits in this scene are quite odd. It's just denim trimmed with cheetah or leopard print. Whatever they could get their hands on. I picked this out. I've already told you about this. But it looks like Raven actually has pizza slices on her jeans. Because there's like two triangle patches. <laughs> She's got one on each side. And I thought, it literally looks like pizza. Maybe they are like pockets and they are pizza holders. Oh, nice. And she can open them up. And then they come off stage and Chanel's and Galleria's mum are talking about They're their... like best, besties. They've been besties, which then caused the other girls to be besties. And they're talking about their plans for the summer. And I think um, Galleria and her family are going to Martha's Vineyard. Dorothea. We're gonna Dorothea Garibaldi, who we'll probably just call Raven's mum throughout most of this. But Dorothea is Galleria's mum and she lets slip that uh, Chanel and her mother Juanita are gonna go go into Spain to stay with Juanita's boyfriend Luke. And Chanel is livid, isn't she? Chanel is fuming about it. Yeah. And we do. They do get into that, like why she's fuming, and they yeah. kind of you do empathise with her a little bit. I yeah, think. she basically she doesn't want to end up moving. She doesn't want to move, and she she kind of says that she's like like her whole life it's been her and her mum against yeah. the world. And Juanita, Chanel's mum is is she wants a ring. She, she wants to get engaged to Luca. Um, His name's Luke. Is it not Luca? It's just Luke. I've been calling him Luca this whole time. <laughs> So Chanel and Galleria hatch a plan that maybe the cheetahs could go to Barcelona with um, Chanel and her mum for the summer, and they say have a nice holiday. Um, Dorinda's probably chomping at the bit for that. Yeah, it's just to establish it's established in the first movie that Dorinda is less wealthy than the other three. She's poor. She's in. She lives in poverty. <laughs> she doesn't. Like, <laughs> I think she lives in a fair. Oh no, she's got a foster mum. She has a foster mum. She has a home. She has clean clothes, food. Um, she lives in poverty, basically. She, she like she lives in poverty in Disney World. Yeah. She lives in Disney. She like lives in the rides, and when they, like she's like sleeping in the back of parts of the Caribbean. You <laughs> stinks in there. You <laughs> in there. No, so anyway, basically, <laughs> basically Dorothea and Juanita are like, no. You're not going. And then, like, they're fucking fuming. They're really upset about it. They have a lot of Chinese takeaway. They do. At, like, also, like, ten at night. That's going to sit on your stomach. Yeah, girls. I know. And then, Raven is, like, flipping through a magazine. Oh, no, because it's a shooting star thing that happens. Oh, my God. So, Aqua's just sat right in the back of the room and suddenly sees... She's like, oh, a shooting star. And She's they, not sat near the window, is she? No, they all run to the window and then the shooting star appears. So I don't know how she's seen it before. And, She's the psychic one. And as the shooting star appears, they're like, make a wish. And they all close their eyes and whisper, Barcelona. <laughs> and as that happens, a gust of wind flicks the pages of a magazine 
for an advert for the Barcelona Summer Music Festival yeah. New Voices competition. It's an amateur singing competition in Barcelona. Probably meant exclusively for Spanish people, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. I don't think they're expecting people to travel from America for it. But. Raven then demands that Chanel translates, because Chanel speaks Spanish. Well, they try and, they try and call them, but they realise it's really early in the morning, don't they? It's not going to go in their favour if they no. call at 4am. But then they wake up at like 4am and call Call Spain, and then they sing down the phone like two lines of Cheetah Sisters yeah. from the first movie. That's fine with these people. That's they like cool. that. Um, they're like, oh, that's brilliant. And also, how do they sound so good when they've just woken I up? I don't know. Cause because I, I don't think they really have. Because I think they're actors. Stop it. <laughs> and then they basically get. They basically are told that they've got into the festival. I mean, they assume that they're in the festival. Yeah, they're like, you've They've got a meeting with the festival director next week. Yeah, so they, they somehow their mums agree to it. Dorinda gets Raven's dad's airline miles or something because obviously she lives oh, yeah, in could, poverty. Yes. Then the next scene is them walking into the airport, which yeah. I'm assuming is also a Spanish airport because we've established the whole movie is filmed in Spain. Yeah, so they arri- then they arrive in Barcelona. The girls are in exactly the same outfits. That they've travelled in. Some so, of them are not travelling outfits. No, they arrive and, for example, Raven is in a large, chunky green cardigan, yeah. jeans and, like, just below the knee boots. Mm-hmm. Um, aqua. They're all... Is in, like, she's probably the most appropriate. She's like a little skirt thing. She's in, like, a summer dress with, like, a little cardigan yeah, or, like, she's, sneakers. That's... She, I'd travel in that. You can see why people travel in onesies and stuff. I can get that entirely. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. But you can... Yeah, I can see the justification in it. But I would not wear heels. No! I would not wear a denim miniskirt, like... Dorinda wears. And then Chanel's in a blazer, of course. Yeah, she wears a lot of blazers. She wears a lot of blazers. Assuming they've been wearing those clothes all day in New York, then they've flown in them. Then they get to Barcelona and they are in central Barcelona. They haven't been to their accommodation yet. Yeah, and they haven't got bags. Nothing. Not even handbags. Yeah, and girls... But Raven's got a notebook. (laughs) And Aqua's got a map. Yeah, and someone's... Dorinda's got a camera. (laughs) It's like... You know, like Barbie dolls, and each of them comes with an accessory. Yeah, that's what it's like. <laughs> they're acting like they've only got this one day to see the entirety they're of acting, Barcelona. Yeah, they're acting like because obviously, I think in their mind, it's like right, we're here, we've got today. Tomorrow's our meeting with the music festival guy. Yeah, and after that, we are going to be rehearsing. And it's also, it's got to be at least mid morning. Yeah. It, the sun's out and it's bright. There's a lot of people around. So at the earliest, it's mid-morning. Yeah, at the earliest. But it's in the middle of the day, right? So they're talking about all the things they want to do. Yeah. All these amazing things that I would want to do in Barcelona. Yeah. Cathedrals, the scenery, there's gardens, there's things yeah. you want to do in Barcelona. And then they all, in unison, are like, but the first thing, shopping. But they've said they want to go shopping. They're slumped back in these chairs in this cafe. They've got no bags. There's no shopping bags. No. So maybe but it's, it's supposed to be later. They're acting like they've had a really tiring day, right? And they probably have because they've travelled. They've travelled. They're like, we Barcelona. I think even Aqua says, Barcelona in a day. We're crazy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she does. And so she implies they did shopping plus every site. Yeah, in Barcelona. That they've done, literally, they have ticked off everything you want to see in Barcelona in a day. So it's got to be about midnight. Yeah, you'd think at least, but it's not. No, it's Sun like is shining. Four in the afternoon. Yeah, probably. By Barcelona. Oh no, thank you. We've been walking all day. The so Raven. We're going to discuss this a, l- a little bit later, but Raven orders some cokes in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> and Raven orders some cokes in a weird way. Chanel has to translate, doesn't she? Yeah. While they're waiting for their cokes. 
an angel appears. An angel does appear. So Basically, angel, who we spoke about earlier. Angel who we spoke about earlier. Very Spanish looking, isn't he, with his flowing hair? Yeah, although if his name's Peter Newey, I'm not convinced he's Spanish. No, it's quite strange, isn't it? Quite English. It is. But he got his guitar and he just starts randomly talking and singing. Oh my goodness, have you ever seen anything that was too perfect? And then they start singing strut. And as they're singing strut, they are literally strutting through the streets of Barcelona. You gotta strut like you mean it. Free your mind, it's not enough. Dream it, come on, come on, yeah. Well, they say they're strutting, but they spend a lot of time skipping. Skipping and doing this incredible dance routine on the steps. Yeah. We love that one. Bow, 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 bow. But a lot of skipping. And he does, he never skips. He just <laughs> walks really, really fast. And he's playing guitar at the same time. Yeah. He is a cardio fit man. Yeah. If you listen to the last episode of us of um, this, the reunion episode where we spoke about the two girls too, you will know how much me and George love the musical number that is Strut. Yes. Raven looks through that hole in the wall really randomly in the street. She kicks her leg up in the air when no one else does. Examples of bullying. Yeah, it's bullying because they have different choreography. I don't think they told her about the change in choreography. We mentioned that again yeah. in the last podcast. We, got, we could go into Strut for ages, but we have done it. Yeah. But it is pretty much the best song. It is the best song they make. And then they have to run off because then they realise they haven't been to their accommodation. Yeah, and there's a car waiting for them just really, really randomly. And then Raven realises that she hasn't even asked the guy's name. So they've let... Me amo Engel. Yeah, we've let this guy lead us round Barcelona for hours, but we've got no idea what his name is. I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. Angel. Me amo Angel. Angel. Angel, how beautiful. See, and your name? Um, it's Galleria. It's this big building that you buy stuff from. <laughs> And then they all run off to the car. No one even really says bye to him. It's only Raven that says goodbye to him. The other three are not bothered. Yeah, exactly. And at this point, the sun is setting. I just want to put that out there. The sun is setting. It's what, like 6, 7 p.m.? Yeah, okay. Because that means if the sun's setting at 6, 7 p.m., it's spring, not summer. Yeah. Which I think it is. It's summer music festival. No. It's got to be July. So then maybe it's like nine. Maybe then it's even like nine o'clock. Yes, it's late. Okay, so the sun is not like dark but you can the, dusk yeah it's dusk golden hour oh, you know what i mean yeah but then they get in this car that's come to pick them up drive to their luke's house their accommodation and it's fucking blazing sunlight like one o'clock two o'clock in the afternoon sun so i think my theory that we don't see on screen is they halt the car angel hops in and they have a mental night on the town <laughs> fucking orgies yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> Raven's obsessed. She's yeah, obsessed. She wouldn't want an orgy with him, would she? But the other girls have got to have something to do, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> they either join in or they sit back and watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's they've had a mental night on the town in Badalona. In the same clothes, their makeup still immaculate, hair still immaculate. Yeah, they reapplied it after the orgy. Yeah. <laughs> um, they get home to this villa and my favourite bit is when they're like oh no no so nice and Chanel because she's like being an absolute bitch you she know, doesn't like, want to entertain it at all does she doesn't want to entertain the idea that this Luke guy is a nice guy and yeah. he can make their life better and she's, she's like oh it's just your standard European villa like you see in the movies it's like yeah if you see it in the movies that means it's good right yeah and, like, and then she's some, she says something like mm, I'm glad you know like, what the... <laughs> 
She's so sassy. Yeah, and she's just being annoying, really. They get there, and um, they're introduced to the staff. All the staff come out of the house and greet them. Yeah, like Downton Abbey. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and um, then they go in... And find out that um, Luke converted the stables, which I know isn't that relevant to the plot, but I did want to bring it up that why do we need, to, as the audience, why do we need to know that? Yeah. but the, So the, the housekeeper's very British, and she's very nice oh, to them. Oh, what? Mary Poppins? She's like meant to be Mary Poppins, I yeah. think. Yeah. She's very nice to them, and Chanel just starts making fun of her. <laughs> Metro passes! Yeah, and then Luke comes and has a chat with them, who seems very lovely, and then... Chanel's very rude to him as well, isn't she? Thank you for having us, Luke. (laughs) And then, um, that's the end of the day. I feel like they're like, come on, we need an early night. But it's blazing sunlight. (laughs) Um, He's like, breakfast. So the next morning, they come out, they're having breakfast. Breakfast they have on the driveway. They've got a fucking massive garden, because we see it later on in the film, but they have breakfast on the drive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the whole family's there you know, Raven's mum, Chanel's mum, all the girls They're being waited on, juice being poured for them yeah, then, Don't know why Chanel's being such a bitch No, then they're told That a count is going to come and look after them Maybe later Yeah, like give them a tour of the city and Which they've like, already had, but it's fine yeah, they, like, they are literally spending their holiday having tours Yeah, so this is the day that they're going to the festival, right? So they, they all head off to the festival place to meet with the festival director as it turns out they actually have to audition again yeah they didn't they thought their 10 seconds of singing over the phone was enough yeah wasn't enough turns out they have to audition again festival director's a bit of a dick looks like richard osman he looks exactly like richard osman dressed all in black isn't he yeah it's an intimidating presence it's very loud very brash yeah ahora that means now they have to start singing right now and they get up on stage (laughs) And Chanel's like, right, you're ready. And then I thought we were going to. I thought because it was the because it is the Cheetah Girls and it's a Disney movie. I remember thinking we were going to get a full scale production. No, they again and just had to sing about three lines, didn't they? Yeah, and that was again enough. Like, you've heard enough. this. Yeah. You've heard them do this. And then he walks off, and you think, fuck, they they fucking fucked this. They've come all the way to Barcelona, and it's over. Yeah, but then another woman walks through, and she's like, congratulations, you're in the festival. That was very dramatic. A lot of... I don't even know what to think about it's that. It's quite an important plot point and it takes about two minutes of the movie. Two minutes too long. Yeah. They, um, <laughs> so very much the things they spend time on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, so then they go back to the big house that you see in this big Spanish village. She's hungry. Um, Aqua's like... I'm, I'm always hungry. She's, that's like her personality. Yeah. And <laughs> then we meet the Count. But he's not just... Like a stuffy old man, like they thought they were getting. He's like twenty. He's twenty, <laughs> and I think he's meant to be a hunk. Yeah, but he looks like he's from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and Dorinda is instantly taken. Yeah, and the girls know it. The yeah, girls, Ooh, they can like, see it. All gets very sassy very yeah. quickly, like very so, clicky, and like. So and his name's Joaquin, and it turns out like he's the godson, doesn't it? Of Luke, he's Luke's godson, he's Luke's or, godson. Nephew, or something like that. He's Luke's godson. He is a count, but he's also a dancer. Who else is a dancer, George? Dorinda! Dorinda! <laughs> so he invites Dorinda to his studio, doesn't he? Follow me into my world. Let your worries fade with every step you take. Baby, what you waiting for? Let the tank. 
Um, so here's a point, and I, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit here. Mm. See, Raven starts getting really shitty that no one's rehearsing. This is the start of it, isn't it? Yeah. Raven's but like, here she's quite encouraging. Yeah, she wants she wants Dorinda to get to know because I think she's hoping that just get to know this guy and that's fine, but don't let it take over your entire life. So I just think this is when various things start happening yeah. that start annoying Raven. Basically, yes. So they need to be rehearsing, getting ready for the festival. Dorinda's doing dance classes with Joaquin. They're falling in love. Aqua and Dorothea. So Dorothea is Raven's mum. Dorothea is Raven's mum, and she used to be a fashion designer. And she basically wants to. She wants to be sixteen again. Yeah. So she's she just hanging out with Raven's friends. It's weird. So Dorothea goes and finds... They're just shopping, aren't they, in Barcelona? Yeah. And she realises that she knows the people that own this design studio in Barcelona. So Aqua is also obsessed with this designer. Dorothea's getting back into her, to her designing. And they're just very focused on that, the two of them, aren't they? Yeah. Getting to know this designer, working with this designer again. Raven's like, please, can we rehearse? Yeah. But no. They end up going to... Uh, yeah. Another event that happens in this time period is they end up going to a nightclub where all of the acts are performing at the festival, sort of show off their material and stuff. yeah they basically because I think it is established as well that the Cheetah Girls have come to Barcelona with no costumes no choreography and don't know what song they're going to perform yeah they've got they haven't had prepared nothing really no they have a back catalogue of songs that we've seen them perform and Barcelona I'm assuming Barcelona have not heard these songs yeah so they could have done one of them and they're great you know Cinderella Cheetah Sisters yeah fantastic so this this club called the Dancing Cat is where all of the acts from the festival perform. So they, they show up at this club and suddenly Ishi comes out on stage. Barcelona's homegrown favourite. We are introduced to the antagonist of the movie. Picture it perfect. Yeah. The girls are terrified. They're, this is some real competition here. She, and she probably is the only thing I've seen on the same level as the Cheetah Girls in the world. Yeah. They're very evenly matched. One against four. <laughs> Raven could take her on their own. <laughs> so, um, then the next person we see starts singing is Angel. And he's like, oh, I'm going to break it down for you now. He doesn't sing, bit. though, does he? He, he just sing. plays he guitar. He playing guitar. And he's like, any of you kittens know the lyrics? Because it's the dancing cat. Yeah. <laughs> so then, Chanel does know the lyrics. Because it's in Spanish. It's Banya. España, and she starts singing, and Marisol comes and joins in, doesn't she? Which is my least favourite song in the film. Yeah, but it's not very good. I don't think we're meant to like it, to no. be honest. Marisol's mum is obviously lurking in the background, isn't she? Yes, yeah, so we're then introduced to Marisol's mother. Yeah who is basically living vicariously through Marisol. Yeah, and at the time she seems quite friendly, doesn't she? She wants to help the girls, show them more of Barcelona again. <laughs> Why the third tour guide. Is Barcelona solely built on tour guides? <laughs> but she starts her plan in motion. So she has a plan to yeah. break up the Cheetah Girls. I think she just thought that Marisol and Chanel performed really well together. So she thought, because Marisol... Bit of backstory has end. This is her third time. Yeah, entering there, and she's lost 
twice. Yeah. She's the homegrown talent that's lost twice. Yeah, no one really likes her, but she's keeps really coming back. Her. So I think her mum thinks I know a good way to just get a bit of spice in there. American flavour. Yeah, and they she wants Chanel to sing with her, doesn't she? Yes. Yeah, so but in order to do that, she has to tear Chanel away. So, so, so we've got the just we've already got the distraction for Aqua, which is the fashion designing. Yes. We've got the distraction for Dorinda, which is the dancing count, Joaquin. Joaquin. And we've got the distraction now for Chanel, which is this new Spanish friend Marisol, and the mum is orchestrating this mess. I it's a reverse it. parent trap. Yeah. So, uh, she, so basically, everything is going against Raven completely. Yeah, and even the next morning, Dorothea Garibaldi, Raven's mum, she doesn't trust. She does not trust Marisol's mum. I've got no idea what her name but is. But I actually think mums are very perceptive, because I think in my life, if I've ever had a friend that, I'm like, oh, they're so cool, and my mum's been like, I don't like them, I've always fallen out with them. They know. Mums know. And I think it's the years of experience. Yeah. So Gallery's mum... Knows. Dorothea Garibaldi knows that there is something up with this woman. Yeah. Next morning, they're going to have a rehearsal. Raven started writing this song, I yeah, think. Yeah, she's writing a new song. And suddenly everyone has to leave for various reasons. And Raven's, like, a bit arsy about it. But she also... Because I think she's aware she's been accused of being controlling in the past. They've gaslit her. Yeah, like, so what else can she do? They've gaslit her. They've gaslit Raven previously. So, Dor- so Aqua goes off fashion designing. Dorinda goes off to teach a dance class. And then Chanel has, like, a family party, doesn't she, to go to? Yeah, because she's got to meet um, Luke's mother. L- yeah, Luke's family. Um, I'm not going to talk about the dance class because it's boring. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about fashion design because it's boring. And uh, the family party we don't really see, so it's fine. We see, like, a tiny bit of it, don't we? Like, yeah, it goes well, I think. Yeah, basically, they think they have to be all fancy, but Luke's family are quite cash and chill, aren't they? Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, they um, seem really nice. They really accept them. Lovely. So it's great, and um, she has a great time, which then does add to Chanel's mum's confusion why he won't propose to her. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> things keep going on. Upset. Marisol comes in, like, makes friends with Chanel. And tries to teach her her songs and things like that. Raven's like, why aren't you learning my songs? Which we need to know. And you can see some excellent acting from Marisol. She is uneasy. She doesn't want to split up the Cheetah Girls. Yeah. She, she's like, un- she's yeah. sort of un- she doesn't like her mum's plan. She doesn't like it. No. So Raven basically decides... She's going to go home. She's like, do you know what? I think my time in Barcelona is over. Mum, you stay. Her mum tells her that she's about to get back into the fashion game. She's like, Mum, I'm really happy for you, but everyone's got their own thing. So she's like, My time's here over, I'm going home. It's just how it is. She's meant to be going in the morning, isn't she? Yeah. And they tell all the other cheer girls, and the cheer girls suddenly realise... What's been going on. And they're like, we're going to go and talk to her, and Dorothy's like, give her space. So I think Dorothea thinks, we'll give her the night. And maybe in the morning she'll have changed her mind. And the girls can talk to her over breakfast, and it, you know, it'll be chill. Yeah. Um, so then we get another great song. Probably my second favourite song in the movie. So they sing It's Over. Yeah. Which is basically a duet that the other two join in in. Yeah, embarrassingly, quite embarrassingly. Yeah. Raven sings that there were four voices. Perfectly blended. And now she's afraid it's ending, which it seems to be. Perfectly blending right from the start. Oh, I'm afraid. I can see her perspective. I can see why she's reacting this way. Yeah, agreed. I wouldn't want to be around it. I'm very control. I am controlling, though. (laughs) 
it's a very it takes a really good person to understand to know that about themselves, though. Yeah, but I I know that I'd be like that. Like, why but the fuck aren't you working? she's not being controlling. Yeah, because she's not actually, like, blackmailing them or, like, torturing them into doing anything. I'm guessing they could hang around in Barcelona if they wanted to after the competition. Yeah, it's not but like they're, they're being evicted. Before. It's not like they're being deported from Spain. Yeah, exactly. So that's all going on. Raven decides to leave, sings it's over. My favourite moment where she stands by the porch doors and they swing open. And she's, like, cr- almost crying, hands running through her hair. It's and so like, dramatic. so much flowing yeah. the other three are like writhing against a wall and like yeah. against like it's, it's, and it's, very, like, it's dark it's very in the moonlight it's like a Mariah Carey music yeah video. I freaking love it wind machines and yeah it's drama it's like Chanel even does that little pat thing on her chest like yeah multiple pats in the morning goes to Raven's room Raven is gone she's left the song yeah she's left some sheet music on her bed yeah and she's gone god knows if anyone's going to use it because none of them are prepared to put the effort in I know she's like you guys carry on and go ahead if you want then we see Raven at the train station she's looking at the board isn't she when's my train when's my train train. suddenly she hears amigas cheetahs friends for life she looks like she wants the ground to swallow her up she literally brushes it off at first though She's like, mm, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Who else is singing this brand new song that I've only written? This... Sounds like a wasp. <laughs> it's obviously the song that she's written. That no one else has heard. Yeah, and they're quite clearly behind her. <laughs> then she turns around and they're all in their cheetah print pyjamas again. Then she looks like she wants the ground to swallow yeah, her. Yeah, and she's, like, and she's like, okay, I'll come back, but you have to promise to rehearse. And they do, they promise. They actually, and then they do actually rehearse. Yeah, so they, they rehearse, they go to Joaquin's dance studio, yeah. classic musical film trope, and then they start rehearsing a song. And then they segue into the actual performance. And- it's, it's a really good song, they perform it in The Dancing Cat. Uh, Marisol's mum, then at the end, Comes up to them and says, like, Well done, here's the owner. Here's the owner, and he wants to pay you 100 euros each for your three minute performance. Yeah. I'm, I don't think that's the going rate. No. Especially <laughs> for like an unheard, like an amateur act. Yeah, for one song. Yeah. So they get, they're excited about this. That's all brilliant. She says, Oh, but you, you could, could use see Angel fr- in the background looking a bit like. Sus. Hmm, why, is, why are they getting paid? That's quite strange. Probably for the reasons that George has just said. It's quite a lot of money for an a- for average performance at yes. the Spanish nightclub. So the next morning... So the festival, aren't they're they? They're at the festival. It's the day before the festival. It's like tech dress rehearsal day. Yeah. Um, they're getting ready to perform. Getting ready to rehearse. They've got these costumes. Like They're all happy. Yeah, all it's excited. Go- Everything's going well for them. Going well for them. But there is about 25 minutes left of the movie left. So obviously something else has to happen. Um, then the festival director comes storming in. He is raging. He's absolutely livid, isn't he? Yeah. And he tells them that you're out. You're yeah. out. Because, because they've been paid at this club, it now means that yeah. they're professional performers and this is an amateur competition. Yeah, like... 
You mentioned this yesterday. You were like, you'd think Raven would know the fucking rules. Yeah, Raven or Galleria is definitely the sort of character that would know that that is against the rules. Yeah. And be like, sorry guys, we can't accept this money because this will make us pay a paid professional. And also, it's got to be like paid within a certain time frame of the festival. Because working artists need to get paid, whether they're undiscovered or not. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's a very weird loophole, but it's there... It's very weird, and basically the cheat girls can't perform as the cheat girls. Okay. So Marisol's mum's like, ah, well Chanel, Chanel could at least represent the cheat girls. She knows all of Marisol's, Marisol's songs, because Marisol's been teaching them to yeah, her. Yeah, Chanel's not happy about it really, is she? But the other three are. The other three are like, come on, we need to be represented in some way on that stage. Um, and so Chanel, Chanel agrees to it, basically. Yeah, begrudgingly. They go to the club, they give the money back. Angel, again, is really weirdly lurking in the shadows. And after the girls are giving the money back, he goes up to the club owner and they have a conversation that we're not aware of. We don't know what they're talking about. No, it's all very... <laughs> the next day, the Cheetah Girls are at the festival. But, like, they're there to support... They're there their... to support Chanel, basically. They're there to support their friend. And then the, the festival director again comes in his... But Richard Osman comes storming in! Bursting through and he's like, Why are the Cheetah Girls here?! And then he like turns to Marisol's mother, and ex- like exclaims. He's very, really angry. Isn't He's he? really angry. And so basically, what's happened is she, Marisol's mum arranged for them to be paid. So she's orchestrated this shit. The whole thing has been orchestrated by Marisol's mother. And she's like, how dare you accuse me of this? What's your source? And he's like, I've got a very reliable source. My nephew! And it turns out Angel is his nephew! So basically, do you know what that means? The girls can be back in the festival. Back in the festival. But Marisol's not kicked out because it's not her fault. Marisol's like, actually, Mum, you've been a bitch. This is your dream, not mine. I don't even want to do this. And so I'm at. Yeah, so they actually introduced her, don't they, at the festival, and she's just eating churros. Hard relate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then it goes to the final act. And it's the cheetah. It's the cheetah girls. It the opening. So it's Amiga's cheetahs. You've heard the song. What you haven't heard is the wonderful opening, like sort of dialogue that Raven gives. This song is dedicated to Barcelona, where I found an angel around every corner. Thank you, Barcelona, for teaching me that not everybody's path is the same. But if you find people that will take the journey with you, they are your true Amigas Cheetahs. Actually, really impressive. Insane. And they somehow, in this like four and a half minute performance, managed to have a concert opening, the middle of the concert, yeah. and, on, and an they encore. They do an entire like tango routine. Tango routine. The festival director's there playing the trumpet. You've got Angel playing the guitar. They get Marisol up on stage. To sing she a verse knows in Spanish. all the choreography. They must have had. I'm assuming the only thing I can think to make this make sense in my brain is there actually was like a week, at least <laughs> two weeks. So everyone's having a fantastic time. The performance is incredible, right? Yeah. So good. Outfits are actually really good. Outfits good. The singing is amazing. The dancing, the performing, the trumpet, the do 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 do. It's insane. I would want if I was at the O2. That's the performance I'd want for the finale number. They all come off the stage, start streaming down the crowd, saying hello to everyone, and the fucking credits roll. We never, ever, ever find out who wins that competition, and this is why I compared the movie to Inception. Yeah. Because they both are about dreams. And they both leave their endings up to interpretation. And that is 
The Cheetah Girls 2. I did realise about halfway through talking about that last thing that we forgot to mention that Chanel did eventually apologise to Luke and say, please... Oh my God, we skipped over it, yes. (laughs) Please propose to my mum. And Juanita asked for, like, she basically looks at her friends like, should I say yes? And all she's been fucking (laughs) talking about the whole movie is, like, them getting engaged. But anyway, yeah, they get engaged. And it turns out they're going to live in New York. Because he wouldn't miss out on her senior year. Yeah. And the Cheetah Girls need to be together. Again, I've said this a lot, why do their parents and all the adults humour them? (laughs) (laughs) So we've arranged an award ceremony for the Cheetah Girls... To celebrate their many, many accomplishments. Yeah, so it's a Cheetah Girls 2 awards ceremony. In, inspired by the Olympics, which has recently been on the television, Go Team GB, we have awarded gold, silver and bronze in various categories. I think it's what Kenny and Whitney would have wanted for the 15th anniversary yeah. of this movie. We decided as well, wasn't we? Whitney's probably the flag bearer yeah, at so the Cheetah Girls Olympics. Yeah, she comes at probably, a, again, a leopard print flag. Yeah. <laughs> right, so our first category is... Category is... The best moments in the Cheetah Girls. Yes. Bronze medal moment of the Cheetah Girls 2 is when they arrive at the villa and the Mary Poppins maid... <laughs> awkward, awkwardly acts, right? <laughs> so we said it was like Downton Abbey. Basically, yeah, they're all out fucking greeting them. And she's like, Bienvenidas, mias migas cheetahs. <laughs> But she's like, all right, top of the morning to you ladies. (laughs) I guarantee she's American. Yeah, and she's speaking it. Why didn't they just get her to be American? Or Spanish. Why couldn't they have her a Spanish woman? Silver medal moment. The silver medal moment is my favourite moment in the Cheetah Girls. Go for it. There's a scene where Marisol and her mum are discussing the plan, right? And Marisol's not happy about it. And throughout the movie, like, Marisol's mum is trying to stop her from eating unhealthily, isn't she? Or eating it. She's, she doesn't want she's to just eat an awful woman. So, Marisol orders obviously a burger and fries and she orders a salad, but she makes them switch like when they arrive. And while Marisol's mum is on the phone, she go, Marisol goes to grab one of the chips off her plate, her mum's plate, but she misses. She continues to lift her fingers to her mouth and eat the chip that isn't there. The imaginary fry. Absolutely brilliant moment. I have no idea why she continues. Mime fry. Yeah, she mimes the fry going into her mouth. <gasps> oh, it's I'm so, so hungry. Mm. Oh, I'm full. Yeah, and she like chews and everything yeah. as well. So, and I don't know why Katie Ortega didn't pick up on it. Right, George, go for the gold medal moment. Tell them what it is. Oh, the gold medal moment is after they spent the day touring all of Barcelona in three hours... The way Raven xenophobically orders some coke. Garçon. <clears throat> um, I would like a Diet Cola. I would also like a glass filled to the top with ice. I would like a side of lemon wedges. Could you not open the cola? Coffee. Uh, so, okay, so you, you've heard that. It's fucking awful, isn't it? So it's, You wouldn't even talk to a waiter like that in, like, your own country. Excuse me, Garçon. It's, that's, Garçon's French, yeah. for one. yeah. <laughs> Like, and like, I love the way she's like, and don't open the Coke. Glass of ice all the way. It's just so rude. And it's then like... they just fucking leave the Cokes there. Yeah, because they have to go and perform strut. Yeah. So, <laughs> fantastic. Well done that moment of the Cheetah Girls 2 for winning gold the gold medals medal. on the podium. At the Cheetah Girls Olympics. 
Right, our next category at the Two Girls Olympics is um, outfits. I think you should take this one. Freaking, I'm obsessed with all of these. Right, bronze medal outfit is all of Dorinda's outfits. <laughs> okay, so basically, because Dorinda lives in poverty, all she wears is vests and belts. So it's kind of established that three of them are quite well off, yeah. and Dorinda is less well off. And they make it that she's like basically on the breadline, yeah, begging for scraps. But so she's she, she's yeah. not. And obviously, I am privileged enough to not to have lived in poverty. <laughs> <laughs> but for the cost of those vests, you could get something else. Yeah, and all she wears is vests and hoodies. So my theory is, Kenny Ortega went to the wardrobe department and was like, "Poverty for this one." Poverty without scraps. <laughs> yeah. We don't want any patchwork, but we need to show that she's poor. Yeah, and then like, it will be like a vest with a belt. Yeah, and a fedora. That all, I reckon any accessory was given to her by Raven. Yeah, but she doesn't... That's one of the reasons how they show the poverty. All the other girls get to wear jewellery and stuff, and like blazers, and she does not get to wear jewellry. Really... Sometimes she wears plastic earrings. <laughs> oh my God, it's so horrible, isn't so it? So that's why she's... That's basically why we've given her the bronze medal in honour of her shitty outfits. With sympathy for Sabrina Bryant. <laughs> but so, she was probably the coolest in Barcelona. She was probably the most comfortable. Yeah, her clothes seem more, the most... Oh. You just wouldn't actually want to layer yourself with accessories, would you? In that in the Barcelona heat, they like drag queen accessories. Some of them. Mm. The silver medal for the outfits Go, goes to Raven's outfit in Amiga's Cheetahs. Oh, exquisite! It's so fantastic. The giant trousers. We've already mentioned them. She's got a huge long coat on. She's wearing a lot more than the other girls are wearing. A lot more. But she doesn't reveal, doesn't she? Yeah, because she takes that huge train off. She does. She's got a huge train at the beginning. Maybe she was hoping that Angel would marry her when she got to the top of the stairs. This hat that we spoke about. Yeah, the rimming. The rim hat. The big hair. Yeah. Very reminiscent of Kylie Minogue's first album cover. She looks fantastic. Actually, she does look fantastic. They all look fantastic. It's a really good scene, but that outfit is... Fucking top notch. Yeah, it's got everything. Yeah. Ruffles. We love it. So many ruffles. It's like red, isn't it? Deep red, her coat. Her wide leg trousers are fucking sick. And they she look... looks beautiful. She looks great. She looks really good. I, I personally think she looks the best out of all of them. But I do awesome like Chanel's coat. matador. Yeah, she looks more like a matador, doesn't she? The other two look a bit boring. Because they're poor. <laughs> Gold medal outfit. <laughs> oh my gosh, this one is always going to have to have first place. When Marisol is performing her song at the Dancing Cat, <laughs> the first time that we meet her, she is wearing the most hideously brilliant outfit I've ever seen. Should we, go from the, should we go from the top down? You describe it. I'm listening. Top hat. <laughs> Black top hat with like glitter in it. She's just got long hair. She hasn't done anything to her hair, has she? She's wearing like a pink oversized man's shirt. <laughs> absolutely certain. Right? With a blazer atop a it. Okay? Black a blazer atop It's all done up. Right? As we go further down the outfit, she's wearing jeans. Normal sort of bootcut jeans, except one of the legs is chopped off. So it's got hot pack leg, jean leg. <laughs> it has, doesn't it? It's a hot pack leg, jean leg. And then go to the trainers. And that's the outfit that she's picked. It's so bad. It's so awful. Hot pack leg, jean leg. Gold medal. Our next category is lines. The best lines in the movie. Oh my god. The bronze medal line is from Chanel when they've just arrived at the villa. Luke's introduced himself and he's told them to eat, drink and enjoy Barcelona. 
And Chanel responds, well, he's gone. And Chanel goes, eat, drink, enjoy. He's so controlling. No, he's not. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why would you say that? That's so mean. It'd be different if he was like, don't wear revealing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> And only eat vegetables. Like, it's not... Tell even... me where you're going. He's <laughs> literally like, have the best holiday. Yeah. Can I take silver? Yeah, this is definitely yours. Okay, so the cheetahs have arrived for their meeting with the festival organiser. And they arrive and he's like, PA? Yeah. It's like, oh, the cheetah girl's from New York. And then Raven's like, have voices, we'll travel. <laughs> like... It's just such a good tagline. <laughs> Have voices, we'll travel. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> I have a voice and I will travel. I will always travel. Yeah. I will, I'm literally gagging for a holiday. It's so stupid. This actually category is quite hard because I could put about 10 different lines in here. But the gold goes to. So they've just met the, the Count and they've told he's told them that he likes to dance and that he's going to take them to a club called The Dancing Cat. Aqua as she sits back in her chair and stuffs her face with something or other because that's her personality goes a dancing cat a dancing count I'm dizzy <laughs> it is just such a brilliantly stupid line it comes out of absolutely nowhere unnecessary and it's probably the other lines I did have to watch back and work out what one that I one wanted always... but that one we just, we say it quite I feel like it gets to my head quite a lot anyway it's iconic our next category is characters. Characters that are not a cheater girl. Yeah, so we couldn't have any of the main four cheaters, but the, like the supporting characters. Yeah. If you're not a cheater girl, you could, you're eligible for this award. Yeah, exactly. Best supporting actress. So who have given <laughs> the bronze medal to, George? The bronze medal has gone to Marisol. Oh, I think she is the unofficial fourth cheater girl in this movie. Yeah. She seems really, really sweet. And then learning that... She also felt excluded by the other three. And I wonder if it's like a language barrier thing. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. And also, she is a great character. She has the only good song that's not a Cheetah Girls song. She's got good voice, good singer, good outfits. (laughs) Great outfits. Great outfits. Great moment with the chips. Brilliant. (laughs) There's just so much going for. She's winning a lot of... She's... She's going to rank pretty high on this medal board. Yeah, she's got two bronze medals already. Uh, well, hang on. She's got oh, she's got a gold. She's, she's got two bronzes and a gold. She's top of the leaderboard. <laughs> Silver medal in the category of best characters goes to... Angel! Angel. I saw an angel. Angel. Peter Newey. Yeah, he's he's good in it. We we like him. He's very silent but strong type. Doesn't have any... Does he have any... He doesn't Not have any a huge spoken, amount of spoken, like, dialogue, no. no. Or actually singing. He doesn't sing he doesn't do a lot, but he's really important. He's on the posters. Every single fucking poster. I'd be excited if you just showed up and wanted to show me around Barcelona, but I'd have to have friends with me because of the fear. <laughs> <laughs> and he saves the day, to be fair. Yeah, without him, the cheer girls are... Out of the comp- ...fucked. <laughs> Done. Go on, George, you know who's gold. I do know who's gold, and, and it's Dorothea Garibaldi yeah. in at first place. What a woman. Like, Dorothea wishes that she was... The fifth She's the mama manager, isn't she? The momager. Yeah. She is. And she... But she cares for the girls. Yeah. She's also fucking sassy as hell. Yeah. She's really sassy. She literally looks disapproving at every point in the movie. I again tried to count that, but I can't count how many times she looks disapproving. You'd find it easier to count the time she doesn't. Yeah. Which probably at the end. She, she, but she always supports the girls. Also, I love her friendship with Chanel's mum. It's actually really great. I hope I have a friend like that when I'm that age. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, and probably now for the most important award at the Olympics, the, yeah. the Cheetah Olympics. The Cheetah Olympics. Cheetah Olympics! It's the best songs in the Cheetah Girls. Oh my god, I found this really hard. Yeah, me too. But this is Songs for When, so this is the Cheetah Girls playlist. Bronze medal, we have awarded to The Party's Just Begun. The Party's Just Begun. It's. I feel like it's an underrated banger. Yeah, I forget about it, and then I hear it, and I'm like, oh, tune, 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 and it kicks off the film so well. Yeah. Such energy. It gets in my head all the time as well. And what, like, they've guaranteed themselves a built-in opening number for their concerts for life. So in second place... So we were going to have um, It's Over in this list, but we have included it on the podcast before. I didn't want to put this song in the top three in this category because we've talked about it before and included it before. But we just couldn't fucking not. It's Amiga's Cheaters. Amiga's Cheaters, Friends for Life. And it's too good. It's so good. Yeah, silver medal goes to Amiga's Cheaters. It's fucking brilliant. The whole number. It's brilliant. And, uh, yeah, get you on your feet. Have a great time. They're yeah. all enjoying themselves. And it looked Drums, like great fun. Drums, instruments, all great. Trumpets. I mean, so many trumpets. And what you've all been waiting for, I think you guys know what we're going to pick for our gold medal In gold music. Place. Gold medal song for... <laughs> The, the gold medal song which makes me want to wonder like Picasso in, in the, the Barcelona, Barcelona heat. heat it's strut it's strut strut in first strut like you mean it free man it's absolutely brilliant all of our jokes come from that we love that song we take the piss out of that number all the time yeah, do you know what as well ever since Spotify have started doing your top 100 songs of the year it always makes it onto my top it's 100 brilliant. songs it's brilliant it is also a summary banger it's so much fun. It does make you want to strike. It's such a good song. So that gets gold medal. So congratulations to all of those moments, lines, everything in the Cheat Girls that won those awards. So we will be posting nothing to you. There is no tangible evidence of you winning that award. But <laughs> so I guess all that's left to say now is happy birthday, Cheat Girls 2. Happy 15th birthday. Happy kids to you <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's hard to explain how much joy this movie brings yeah, to me. Yeah, so it's so good. It's so funny. I love it so much. Um, thanks for listening to us talk for however long this ends up being about this movie. Yeah, and if you haven't seen The Cheetah Girls 2, now's your time. Disney Plus. Cheetah Girls 2. Check that shit out. One and two, but don't. you will need to watch the first one. But you can skip the third. Um, and with that, I think it's over. Oh, bang! <laughs> Two voices perfectly, perfectly blended. blended. <laughs> right from the start. But so this is obviously this has been a special episode, but expect us back next week with the official start of your playlist for series two. Oh, and you can find where can you find us? You can find us on Spotify if you just search Songs for When. Yeah, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Songs for When Pod. And also if you want to listen to any of our playlists, they're all on Spotify. Um Hopefully, by the time you hear this, we'll be on loads more platforms than just Spotify. But you can find us on um, our playlist on Spotify. So. This is in Cheetalicious. It's like growl, growl power. <laughs> <laughs>